Welcome to the first episode of the 2019-2020 podcast, The Midrange Report. I'll be your host, KP, alongside DJ here. And we're going to go through what we predict, what might transpire for the first season of the Toronto-less Kawhi Leonard Raptors not contending again, unless you think they're going to repeat. You think they're going to repeat? Um, I think they'll make noise, but in terms of being a contender in the conference, I think that's kind of a a leap, like a big leap compared to what I expect from them. Yeah, they got a lot of things to, a lot of questions to answer. We got a lot of questions to pose and answer as well, too. So let's uh, let's get it done with this. All right, MVP talks. Now, 40% of the league has changed. A lot of new faces, a lot of new places. Uh, who you got for your MVP this year? Um, just because uh, everybody's been counting him out, I think LeBron has uh, something to prove, something uh-huh. that he hasn't had to do in a while. Everybody's kind of looking at him as a top dog in the league for the past 10 years. And I think with the time off, he'll come back refreshed and a new new man, a renaissance man. All right. What, he's going 17 years in, in the league? Yeah, 17 All right, years. 17 years in the league. You know what? I'm going to go with the same team, different teammate. I'm going to go with AD. A lot of people have been talking about how he did nothing in, in New Orleans, despite the fact that he still put up big numbers with 27 points. I believe it was 12 or 13 rebounds and three blocks per game. A stat finder, a guy who can change a game and a, a double-team nightmare for anybody. And now he's playing along your your pick for uh, MVP, LeBron James. I expect him to have a better year going forward because I don't think any team can really do damage to either one of those guys. So, you know, we're both picking the same team, different players. So hopefully one of us are right. And if we're wrong, it's just like life. Sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. Yep. All right, man. Next up, Rookie of the Year. Um, what? I'm not too sure about that. It might have to be a little hometown bias with R.J. Barrett. All right, all right. Any reason why R.J., though? Because is that all, all people to go biased against? Um, I'd probably say just because I think that the wings that New York has, uh, you know, added the past couple of years, they haven't really proven anything. You know, they had Kevin Knox. Uh, Dotson's a good, like, fine, but I don't think he's really a long-term answer. So I think with what they're looking for out of him, picking him really high and having Randall there, I think he'll have a lot on his plate. So I think that's why his numbers will be a lot better than most guys. All right. All right. I see that. I see that. I'm going to go since Zion is injured and I'm, I'd like to see Zion do what he's got to do, but you know, there's Ja from, um, Ja Rule from the Memphis Grizzlies, but I'm going to go out on the limb here and go Tyler Hero. Mr. Casper over there, the friendly ghost, killing people on the perimeter. A lot of people like his swag, the way he dresses, but he's kind of the same guy on the court. So I look for him to produce from that outside, that shooting guard, give him some kind of a, a different look. Wade's not there. They need a guy that can go to to the basket, but just Wade didn't have that jump shot that he has. I'm not saying he's Wade-like. I'm just saying they lost a Hall of Famer and they got a rookie that people have been sleeping on. And I guess he's... He's buying into his own self, so, you know, I got to see how that pans out because he's been uh, hooping. I know it's a preseason and everything, and things change in the regular season, but I think, uh, you know, he may shock some people and be the rookie of the year. So that's my choice. You said you were going with uh, R.J. Barrett, the hometown boy. 
So if Zion comes back, I know everyone's gonna say Zion, oh, right? Yeah, for sure, yeah. So if, if I'm gonna be like everyone and say Zion, then let's not even have a discussion on this. Mm-hmm. But we can talk about other people that are out there as well too. So, for sure. you know. Uh, next up, Defensive Player of the Year. Now for me, I'm gonna go with LeBron James on this one. I know a lot of people be like, what the hell is wrong with you? He hasn't played defense in three years, saves himself for the playoffs, yada, 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 yada. But I know he's been hearing all that talk about last year, how he was not doing this, not doing that. And I think with those big men in that uh, perimeter, uh, in the front court to help him out a little bit, he can play a little better defense knowing that he has that backhand help. He never had any shot blockers next to, I would say, Chris Bosh, the Miami Heat run. But other than that, Bosh wasn't really known as a shot blocker. He was a, a guy who could stretch the floor, do what he had to do. But his defensive presence wasn't like... Dwight Howard. I know Dwight's not the same dude, but three-time uh, defensive player of the year himself. He's been doing his own thing, and you got Anthony Davis back there. So I think LeBron will be a little bit more defensive sound because I don't know if offensively he's going to be locked in until he's got to get to the playoffs. So I know I'm, everyone's going to think I've been smoking something, but I'm sober right now, so I'm good. I'm just saying LeBron James. I'm just putting it out there. Who you got? Um, I think Gobert probably gets his, what, that'll be his third defense player. Yeah, yeah, him like Dwight. Yeah. yeah, and I think just the way Utah is built, it's just set up for him to get it as long as he stays healthy. Even past couple years, he's had little injuries and he's still shown that he's the reason why they're always top 10 defensively in the league. Stifle Tower, baby. Yeah. Getting them blocks. Exactly. I think he's a, he's a guy that really demands attention in the paint because he's he takes up ground. He's got a seven, what, nine wingspan, so... He's, yeah, exactly. So if he's gonna be pretty much covering the whole paint, then it's kind of hard to get get to the basket and finish cleanly at the rim. Especially if you know guys know that back there they got somebody that could pin anything against the glass that comes through there uh, towards his way. So, all right. So, mine defensive player of the year, LeBron James. Yeah, you heard me. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But if I'm right, I'm the only one that said it tonight. All right. Uh, you got the Stifle Tower. Uh, from the Utah, Rudy Gobert. So let's see what transpires w- with those. Sixth man of the year. Who are you going for a sixth man of the year? Um, I know everybody's talking about how much uh, prowess this team has on the wing, but I think Lou Williams is going to find a way to get his buckets. I, I think he's just, uh, you know, he's a, he's a guy who's a paid bucket getter. So I don't I don't see why uh, he'll find, he wouldn't find a way to, get his basket, especially with the second unit. I think having him beside uh, Paul George once he is healthy and a Kawhi Leonard will take pressure off of them. And especially with how a lot of guys are trying to save themselves for the playoffs, like you had mentioned with LeBron, I think he'll uh, shoulder a lot of the, the burden that comes their way and take some pressure off of them. So I couldn't see, uh, I could see him really averaging about 16 points as he usually does and finding a way to win that award. So we're going with the three-time MVP uh, defensive player of the year. Three time. We could do the Booker T thing, but you know, we might get sued and, and all their other stuff. But yeah. and you're going with a three time if Lou Will Will wins that will be his third time as the sixth man of the year. Alright, I'm going with a different sixth man. Uh I'm staying homebound here. I'm going with Fred Van Vleek. You know, a lot of people he stepped up in the playoffs. I don't even know if he might even start. I don't even know what's going on with the Raptors and their setup, but if he's coming off that bench with what he showed in that playoff push after his son was born. He was unconscious from three. He was getting to the lane. He was he was doing everything properly. 
everything you need from a bench player going forward. So if Van Vliet can play out of his mind like he did in the playoffs after his child was born because he was kind of off on the first two rounds, but once he got locked and loaded in, you know, I, I think he can make a big difference for that Raptor team. That's going to be minus Kawhi. And if their starters are not going to be able to perform, they got to have that bench play. And, you know, I'm looking for him to lead that bench just like he did in the in the finals. So I'm going with Van Bleek on my end. If it happens, it happens. You know, but I, I think he's going to come out this year because he's got something to prove to people. So, yeah, I think so. I think that's a good pick, you know. Mm. You're right. I mean, he gave Curry fits and definitely went back at him at the other end. So that's, yeah, that's a pretty quality pick right there. All right, coach of the year. Who you got for coach of the year, DJ? Um, I think Frank Vogel, just like, I just feel like this whole Laker team has something to prove. And I think a lot of people were kind of questioning a lot of what, uh, what transpired with the whole co- coaching search in Los Angeles with the Lakers. And uh, I think he'll be a guy that really tries to explore a lot more offensively and see what he can get out of this unit. And I think because of the size and all the talent that he has, I think the, the Lakers would be in position to be a top three seed in the East, sorry, the West. So I couldn't see why he he wouldn't even be in consideration, especially because I think he has the pieces to be in the conversation. Yeah, I hear that as well, too. Just the fact that also that whole format team changed. They gutted everybody, brought in AD, brought in Dwight, brought in, uh, I can't, what's his name from the Warriors? McGee, yeah, JaVale. JaVale, well, he was there prior, but yeah. the point guard. Uh, oh, Quinn Cook. Quinn yeah. Cook as yeah. well, too. They got uh, Avery Bradley. They got a lot of new faces. So if he can make that work, like you said, if they finish top three in the in the West, I, I I could definitely agree with that and see that. I'm going East, though. I'm going hometown, Toronto, Nick Nurse, just because the Raptors won. Everyone says it was Kawhi. The Raptors don't have Kawhi. Didn't really get anyone for the exchange. He walked away. Went back to L.A. to play with Paul George. But they got to show to everybody else, and he's got to show to everybody else, that what they did last year wasn't because of one guy. It was because of the team they had around that one guy. A lot of people like to say, you know, the most valuable player was the best person on that team and the best person ever. But sometimes that team allows that individual to play that way. They have a lot of big bodies to play a lot of defensive schemes that they can run at people. If guys are locked and loaded and ready to play and prove that they're actually right, you know, he could... I have them finishing fourth in the East. So if he bumps them up to second or third, you never know. A lot of people might be talking about them, the Raptors, as opposed to Kawhi leaving the Raptors going forward. So, you know, I'm not on a limb again. Fred and Nurse, maybe I'm a homer, maybe I'm not. But I grew up uh, not a Toronto fan, so (laughs) I'm just letting you all know. It is what it is. All right, so we're going to go through our, our list of the East. Top four, east and west, what we think is going to finish out. Then we'll go, then we'll hit you guys up with what what the finals are going to be afterwards. So, you want to go your top four west? Um, For me, I, I think uh, I got the two LA teams first and second. I got the Lakers first. Yeah. Just because I think as much as uh, the Clippers have on the wings, um, they have, I think the Lakers have the best front court in the NBA by far. You know, they got two of the top five players in the league. You know, Dwight Howard's not 2010 Dwight, but he'll still give you 15 rebounds off the bench. JaVale McGee will still give you a solid 18 minutes. So I think they'll, they're going to wreak havoc, and I think they have enough shooting to uh, complement those guys. And uh, third and fourth, I have uh, 
the Nuggets just because you know that altitude, man. That, I think that's something that people don't take into account. Yeah, that trip out there, people don't do, go good with those back to backs when they have to face those guys. So, oh yeah, I hear you on that. Yeah, so I just think you know the Nuggets would definitely be a team that, for me, I think could finish top four because you know that home court advantage is something that they take advantage of. They play high tempo. They they have good defensive wings. You know, Jokic is. Uh, a young guy, I think that can be an MVP conversation, and uh, once again, and he could probably average a triple double. So I think they have a, an, another mob, and even Jamal Murray in the backcourt. So I think they're going to be a good team. And fourth, I got the Rockets just because obviously you got that firepower in the backcourt of Harden and Westbrook, which will be interesting to see how they use that long term, especially because you trust Dan Tony though. Uh, that's the that's the only thing. Okay. Yeah, that's the that's the one question mark I have. As much as that team. I think kind of they kind of mismanage in a way in terms of how they overpay Chris Paul. I mean, I know they turn into Westbrook, but you know it, the only thing with the Rockets is just the talent in the backcourt. I think may kind of save them, and it's kind of interesting to see how they'll use both of them off the basketball. Because I know a lot of people talk about individually what they do with the ball, but I think uh, their off-ball games definitely going to be exposed in a positive or a negative way. But I think they just have enough talent to finish in the top four once again. All right. I am roughly the same. I have the Lakers first. Reasons that DJ stated about, and, and the fact that Dwight Howard doesn't have to do anything but rebound and block shots. Dwight's not a focal point of the team. There's nothing on his shoulders at all, but just being a big body down low and getting all whatever's left over from everybody else. And if he plays that way and blocks down that pain and locks it down, I think uh, anyone going into that front court is going to think twice. It's going to be a tough way to get buckets going down that end so that's going to be difficult so the Lakers won Clippers were two I got the Rockets at three because I think Westbrook Harden together it's going to be a problem for people because they got to pick and choose their poison to see who they're going to guard I understand Harden is kind of like watch and wait and then all of a sudden two seconds left he shoots or passes but I feel that Westbrook is what um, they wanted from Chris Paul Westbrook is younger, he can get to the hole, he's more aggressive, he's more assertive. And if he drives to the hole, there's no pull-up jump shot like you have to worry about with uh, Chris Paul. He's going to be dunking on people a lot of times. So that front court is going to have to help out. He's going to leave a lot of open dishes. He may not average that triple-double he used to averaging, but he's going to come somewhere close to a double-double with points and uh, an assist and maybe pick up a couple of rebounds. Kind of like LeBronish type numbers with the 8-8 eight and eight or 7-7 seven and seven and whatnot. And I got the Trailblazers fourth. A lot of people have been sleeping on these guys. I know that little bye-bye wave that he did to the OKC when he swept in four. Lillard, yeah. You know, Lillard just killed him off like that. And now they got a big body with Whiteside. Hopefully he's motivated to play and he's he's ready to do his thing. And, you know, they they lost a couple guys, a couple outside shooters, but they, they've gained some people too. So I think Portland's going to be a team that people are going to, you know, wait for and be like oh damn I, I forgot they were that good now they got a big body and when uh what's the name comes back Nurkic, Nurkic when he's when he's on that floor back he can play that low post that power forward position so there's gonna be a lot of people you know jumping on that bag wagon, wagon late Utah I could see but their offense too complicated now yeah I know they got a good point guard running their show out there but I gotta see how that develops they might come in the second half and you know change some people's minds but right now I got Lakers you got Lakers, you got Clippers. Mm -hmm. I go Rockets, Trailblazers. You're flipping that with uh, Utah and the Rockets for three and four. So out of those four teams, or I should say five, because we got we got one different there. Yeah. Who's coming out of the West? 
And is that team out of the West winning that championship? What do you think? Um, I got the Lakers. Uh, just once again, I think they got the depth, they got the shooting, and they got the size and those three things. And especially the talent, I shouldn't leave that out um, to do it. And I just think because LeBron and AD have each other to help each other out, uh, whether it's just to take shots away from each other, just to save them long term. I think as although the West is challenging, I think they're just easily uh, more superior than uh I have them probably edging out the Clippers in the conference finals just because I think it'll be a good it'll be a good series. But LA's gonna be making a lot of money yeah, the playoffs. Then. They really will be, but to me the X factor in that whole thing is A B just because I just don't see anybody in the in the West really challenging him defensively. Like especially uh, uh maybe Montrez Harrell will give him some type of help side defense, but one on one, I think he's just too small. But and Zubac is, is really skilled, but defensively, he's not really the best in the pick and roll. So I think... Yeah, he's going to take him off yeah. that paint, man. He's going to make a move. So I hear you on that. The Lakers, yeah, I have the Lakers coming out the West. AD is one of the reasons why I have him come out there. I think it's going to be a problem. People forget how when he was in New Orleans, they played the Golden State. Yeah, I think the series went to six that year. But AD was guarding Curry. And the only reason why that series went that long was because of AD. Because he was playing with... Some he's playing with NBA players, but none on the caliber he's gonna be playing with on the Lakers. So mm -hmm. if he can put up those numbers with the talent he's got around him now, like skies is the limit out there. And I see them coming out the West as well. I don't know if the Clippers and Rockets, if they face off, that series might be damaging to either or. Because I feel like uh that garden matchup might counter counter uh be counterproductive for those two stars if Kawhi and Paul George are going against um uh, Westbrook and Harden so who's got the better bench who's got the better team and who's gonna step up so a lot of people liked and they talked about the Clippers going six games toe-to-toe -to -toe with the full strength Golden State Warriors yada 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 but almost doesn't count in the NBA almost doesn't count in sports so you know we can talk about how good they were in round one against the Golden State Warriors but now that the target is on them and everyone thinks they're gonna be the better team we're going to see how those guys play under pressure. So oh, yeah. I got the Lakers coming out as well, too. My MVP for the finals would either be AD or LeBron, depending on what. But I would go more AD than LeBron if the Lakers do end up winning. How about yourself? I'd probably go LeBron just because uh, just looking at the East and the teams that could possibly face them, um, maybe the Bucks or Sixers. All right, okay. For, before the MVP, let's yeah. talk about... Top four in the East, then. So oh, yeah. Let's go, that's let's, a good point. let's go with your top four in the East. Um, to be honest with you, uh, like I had mentioned, I think uh, the Bucks will be the team that leads the East once again, just because I think they have the shooting mm. to surround Giannis. Um, the Sixers, I see being a two seed, just because as much as they do have up front, I think the shooting may hurt them unless they make a move at the you know trade deadline or midway through the you know, first half of the season. True. I think the Pacers are a team that a lot of people are, are really sleeping on because I know Oladipo's hurt, but they have a pretty good amount of wings. And I think to me, him coming back late is probably the best thing to happen to them, especially because you start seeing the seeds flip and I think they'll have a late enough run to propel them into the third spot in the East. And I probably have the Raptors fourth, to be honest. I think, like you said, I think, uh, other than Kawhi, 
Um, the team's pretty much the same as last year, unless they somehow surprise us and make some moves at the deadline. Well, that Lowry deal might make people a little iffy on that, but I hear you. I hear yeah. you. So, I mean, he's, he's definitely getting up there in age, but to your point, I think having Fred there helps him out offensively, and I think Pascal's really going to take that next step in his game. I'd like to see him, obviously, you know, work on his playmaking. I think that's the next step in his game, and the, the thing is, he's been playing the game for less than maybe 10 years in his life, so I think this is the, the first year we start to see the real glimpse of what he can be. I know in the finals, he balled out, and obviously the whole of last year, but I just feel like this year he takes an even bigger step, especially without Kawhi being there. Uh, I, I agree with that. I, I have the Raptors going fourth uh, based on just, just the experience of getting there, the guys they have there. If they can keep that team intact and there's no trade, I know that whole Lowry salary signing, they said it was a friendly signing of the one year. They can move them if, if they want to a trade deadline and so on and so forth. But if they're going to stay together, I don't see them coming off that top four in that East. The East is not really, it's top heavy. The bottom seeds usually fill in and out. I got the 76ers as one though. I just think that that heartbreak four bouncer off the rim mm -hmm. in that playoff against the Raptors sent, you know, Joel Embiid crying and maybe thinking about what was transpiring. He's lost a lot of weight. Yeah. He said he's picked up a dietitian. He's not He's not going to have those issues he had last year. A lot of stomach problems, knee problems. If he can stay healthy, Ben Simmons got a jump shot now. I know it's it's the yeah. video people yeah. be showing, viral, shut down the internet. Oh, oh yeah. my God, this guy can hit a jump shot. If he can maintain an outside shot and they got to respect that and his drive to the hoop, you know, he's going to be, he could average a triple-double based oh, yeah. on that because you got you got, you, you have no idea where he's going on that note. So I got them there at one. The Bucks, um, I got him number two. Giannis, I, I hope he learned from last year. He's trying to develop his jump shot as well to be more consistent. You know, he does take, but, you know, when they walled him up against Toronto and they just build that little wall when he tried to go to the hole with Serge Kawhi and um, Paul Gasol, he couldn't really push past that, that front three when they played that zone. So, Hopefully he works on that in-between game and kind of, you know, he can get to the hole whenever he wants, but if he can get that natural feel between pull-up, jump shot, you know, stop and go and get to the hole, I, I, I feel the Bucks will still be the way they are. And the 76ers got Horford. Horford yeah. was the Embiid stopper, so now he's paired with Embiid. I don't see anyone trying to slow him down down there. I got Boston at three. Kyrie left, I understand. A lot of changes with Kemba coming through. But their season was horrible last year. Oh, yeah. Horrible. That was a train wreck. Yeah, and like everybody was blaming everybody. Uh, there were, Kyrie was getting blamed. Brad Stevens was getting blamed. Haywood was getting blamed. All those guys were saying they had to take back seats. Dysfunction everywhere. Yeah. So I expect them to rebound and come together. I got Jason Tatum, a young talent who wants to take that next step. Now that Kyrie's out there on the Nets, he's got no other option but to show and prove what he can do. So, you know, for me... I see the 76ers coming out of the East, and if they do win that final, it's got to be the play between Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. But to see a matchup between AD, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and LeBron James in the final, that to me would be, you know, I could live with that. I could live with that. But who you got coming out of the East? Oh, I, I'm actually going to agree with you with the Sixers, but have, although I do have the Bucks finishing first, mm. just because I think the Bucks are more built for the regular season. I'm kind of a little bit concerned long-term in terms of their offense, especially because, um, you know, last year, like you had said, they walled up the paint on Giannis. And 
even watching his uh, pregame prep and stuff, you see the development in the jump shot, but I don't know if it's there yet in order for them to take that next step to get out of the, the East. And even the offense, too, I think they relied heavily on him getting to the paint and creating something. And I think uh, the Sixers have the blueprint to to stop that, especially because, you know, the, the Raptors had Ibaka, Pascal, and... Uh, they got a big body, yeah, a big and team. Yeah, and uh, then now you got Ben Simmons, Horford, and Embiid, and you can kind of wall up that paint on him. And you may have to take a little bit of a gamble and have guys like Kyle Korver and... Um, Brooke Lopez, who are specialists to knock down threes, but and Wes Matthews as well, who they just picked up. Yeah, they lost Brogdon, though. Yeah, Brogdon was a big, was a yeah. big, big loss for those guys. Yeah, it really was, and especially with that Bledsoe. I know Rich Paul gets his guys paid, but that contract, I think they're gonna regret that, especially because him as a number two, as, as athletic as he is, he doesn't he hasn't really proven that he could kind of take the load off of uh, Giannis. I think Middleton is that guy. But yeah, I do that, that, but. I think that third score with them is a big like question mark because as great as uh, they do look at times, I think that um, that driving kick um, offense is really kind of one dimensional once you get to the playoffs. If they can expand that and maybe play off of that, maybe they can make uh, things different. But to me, I just don't think they have enough despite, you know, adding shooting. Yeah, you're right about that. The third that third score, if you look at that roster. You see Middleton, you have Giannis. And then, like you said, that's yeah. a big question mark. You don't know if Bledsoe's going to be Bledsoe, that he was in Phoenix, that he was in, uh, I believe it was Clippers. Yeah, not, Clippers before, yeah started, Friday. Yeah. So, like, if he can go back to that and have a consistent outside shot where he can actually penetrate and get to the hole at will like he did yeah. his, his previous two uh, teams he was playing on, I could see them. But that is a big question mark. That third option for Milwaukee is who? Brooke Lopez, I know he's a seven-footer. He's developed that outside shot, but they also lost um, Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon and what's his name? They went to Real Madrid. Oh yeah, Miritich. Miritich, yeah. yeah. And that was that was a stretch for that could have helped him out as well too. So you know they paid him a lot out there. I'm not yeah, not hating on him for that. He, well there, he yeah. did what he got to do. So um, so that's our picks for the East. Uh, you got who at number one again? Uh, East, I've got the Bucks, and then I go Sixers, Pacers, and Raptors. All right, I got Sixers, one Bucks, two Boston, and the Raptors. Pacers, I could see that coming in between four or three and bumping one of those guys out. I could see that as well too. Uh, Miami with Jimmy Butler, I don't, I don't know. I got to see that. I really got to see that because I don't know if Dragic is going to be healthy enough yeah, to go on and play a full season and run that point the way he. He normally did if he can facilitate and get what he had before. So and losing Whiteside, you know, he wasn't much of the fourth quarter player, but yeah. he was somebody that was there. And, you know, hopefully things pan out on his end in Portland and you know Miami takes that step forward with Jimmy Butler. For sure. Yeah. But you know, one thing, the most improved player, who do you got? I know Pascal won it last mm-hmm. year. He got that forty or one forty. Yeah. And, you know, he read up for you know, and he, he deserved it what he did. So who do you think is going to take that step that he took going forward? Um, I'm going to go out on a limb with this one, especially because this guy was expected to have, you know, a good season when he got drafted first of all. Yeah, I'm just thinking you can say Wiggins. No. Oh, okay. Okay, because okay, go okay, that's what I was going to say. But go I on, mean, go on, go know on. That yeah, he's chilling out in uh, Minnesota. But uh, I'll go, probably go with Markel Fultz. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, I, I, I think all, you know, obviously we've seen the montage of him shooting free throws and, 
everybody's wondering what happened to his shot as he watches Washington and even high school highlights. And I think the uncertainty in Orlando with DJ Augustine, especially because he's an older point guard, and I think he may be looking to move on, especially because I think he's about 31 now. And he's probably looking to win a championship in his career, at least contend for one. So I could see them probably moving on from him because I, I had read that he's a, he is due for an extension and they did extend Markel Fultz. So I think he's a guy that could get some type of burn and make a late run in the season to really be a guy that we can be like, wow, like Philly really gave up on him uh, this early in his career, especially because I, I believe he's only about 21 years old, just like Lonzo. He's a young kid. So yeah. I think he, he has room to improve and I think he'll get the chance in Orlando this year. All right. All right. I got... Anybody on the Knicks, anybody on the Knicks, <laughs> that organization has been obsolete since that uh, striking, uh, what was that year? 99? 90, yeah, 99 when they lost to San Antonio, where San Antonio got their first championship, I believe. And Larry Johnson was playing out there with uh, Latrell Sprewell. A lot of people were mad about, you know, the Raptors playing on Christmas Day. It should have been the Knicks. Yeah. But relevancy in the NBA is very vital. And one thing is so relevant with the Knicks is that they're not relevant, mm -hmm. okay? And a lot of Knicks fans are what they are and what they do, but it is what it is. And it is, the Knicks are an unidentified team in the NBA. Mm -hmm. I don't know what direction they're going on with, where they're going. They got a lot of guys that, uh, Randall they picked up, uh, Bobby Portis as yeah. well too. They picked up um, Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson. They have R.J. Barrett out there. So they got a lot of guys that had good years last year. Mm -hmm. But, you know, are they going to have great years this year? Is Randall going to, you know, do the same thing he did in uh, New Orleans when he left because they picked up Zion? So there's a lot of a lot of speculation about the Knicks. But, you know, I know I said everybody on the Knicks. I apologize <laughs> for that. To all the Knicks fans out there, it is what it is. Yeah. But I'm going to go with Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, okay. because there's a quote out there that he says he's, he's a top 100. Wiggins says he's the top 100. He's he's in the top 100. There's not 100 NBA players in the league that are better than him. And I'm very skeptic on that. I want to see that because overall, number one, best guy coming out in high school, got all the accolades he needed, but hasn't really panned out. So if he has a breakthrough year and he does what he does, I don't know if he can win in most improved player for being an overall number one pick and having expectations, but... If he shells out and shoots better than 46% from the floor, I'm saying 27, 8, and 8, that's a stretch. Yeah. But is. those are the numbers that people thought he was going to do. Yeah. So if he can live up to that hype and sustain that throughout the 82 games, and if they make the playoff push in Minnesota, because I don't see Phoenix doing anything relatively as well, too. But that's, that's, that's my topic for... The draft dodges, which is next, but I'll get back to uh, Wiggins. So that is my uh, most improved player. So I'm going to go with Andrew Wiggins. Hopefully he shows up this year. Everybody else, all the excuses are out of the way. They're gone. Yep. No one's there. And you're going with Markel Fultz, I just think. Yeah. Just like you said, uh, similar expectations. Obviously not as hyped as Andrew, but I think he has something to prove. And I, I just don't think he's shown what he's capable of in his first, what, two, two, three years. Yeah, he's been 
relatively unproductive and everybody else's problem is his problem but he's not the problem for anybody else yeah. so he's got he's got to fix that and last on the list we're going to go with the draft dodgers those guys that are looking to play good but their their team overall just looks un unproductive on un, everything's just wrong yeah like i'm going to go with phoenix i understand they got a new coach and uh, like Monty Williams, yeah. yeah, like he's a great coach. But every time you hear about Phoenix with all the draft picks they got, Devin Booker, um, they picked up Rubio as their point guard without an outside jump shot. I don't understand that. If he can facilitate as well as he can. I just don't know the direction of this team. Mm-hmm. So I don't think getting Monty Williams here for this first year is going to make them productive enough to make any, any headway in the West. I still feel them, they're going to finish at the bottom of the pack and it is what it is, so I'm going to go with, you know, uh, the Phoenix Suns on that one, and Charles Barkley and his those nachos be cold, you know, with the yeah, cheese, no. and stale nachos, <laughs> stale, you know? stale nachos, stale nachos, stale team. Yeah, that's all know. I gotta say. But who you got? Um, I probably go with the Charlotte Hornets just because you know they just lost Kemba, and even when he was there, they didn't really do anything to make him want to stay. I think that's true. obviously that's true. the contract offer apparently that he got from Jordan was really. Uh, a low ball to him and he was just like all right I, I I'm just gonna go to Boston but um just uh, looking at their team I know they got uh, Miles Bridges and PJ Washington are two young like hybrid fours who can play the three four can shoot the ball got good athleticism but which I like but outside of that you know you got Bismack Biombo's contract you know yeah. the Raptors are happy they didn't let didn't yeah, man. let him yes. persuade them into Woo. signing him he makes about 18 million I don't know what for. Yeah. For a shot blocker, that's a lot of money. 18 million. Exactly. He ain't putting up anything else but shot blocking. Mm-hmm. So and and maybe some rebounds. I don't know. Yeah. And he I don't even think he does that well. Just sometimes I know he had that one game like years ago, he had like 26 rebounds, but that's what that's, that's a different lifetime, yeah, man. Exactly. So uh even outside of him, you look at the Zeller brother that's there, Cody. Uh, he was a top five pick, and you know, they were very high on him, and he's making about 13 million and he hasn't really done anything to warrant that contract. And even just looking outside of that, Rozier, as much as he kind of wanted to prove himself in Boston to get the chance to, I think the way that his game is and the way that team is, I don't think it's really a good fit, at least um, for the team to win games. I think he'll have a good year, but... You're saying he's not kind of a plug-in. Like, yeah. you can't sub one for the other and then mm-hmm. Charlotte's going to... Just take off yeah. because yeah, I see because I get like even I, I see them winning about twenty five games and I think they're going to be a team. I, I read a report saying that they want to groom their young guys and probably move those bad contracts to the business back Biombo's out. And know. Jordan did get somebody else to actually take over basketball operations in Charlotte's. From what I I've read, I'm not too sure. Don't quote me on that, but I, he might be changing his direction because he ain't picking up anyone special out those drafts. Oh yeah, player, so. Yeah, he hasn't hasn't really done anything outside of Kemba. I know, you know, he started off with Kwame Brown, and that kind of led to a what, dismal record of uh, draft picks. Adam Morrison, I can go on and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do got, a whole podcast on that. He's got them shoes, though. Yeah, he's got them shoes. Exactly. Line up for those MJs, those new kicks. All right, so that's our foreshadowing of the 29th, 2000. 2019, 2020 <laughs> season. I was about to say 2020. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Who we think is going to be in what places they're going to be. 
Uh, stay tuned. We're going to feature uh, the upcoming games after the opening night of uh, the Clippers versus the Lakers yep. in the Staples Center. And then we'll go to the Zionless Pelicans against the Toronto Raptors, the NBA champion Toronto Raptors, yep. and see how they go. So we're going to hit you with another podcast following this week. This was episode one for the upcoming season. Once again, I'm KP. This is DJ. And it's the Mid-Range Podcast, people. Stay tuned and get locked and loaded.